Today we are actually now finally going to tackle head-on the 1935 Labor Day hurricane in progress, September 2nd, 1935. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. The Florida Keys were already in the process of rebuilding in the aftermath of the Great Depression when this hurricane set them back a long way again. This Day in Weather History. The Great Labor Day Hurricane of 1935 was the most intense Atlantic hurricane to make landfall on record in terms of pressure, and tied with Hurricane Dorian, whom we talked about yesterday, for the strongest landfalling Atlantic hurricane by maximum sustained winds. Those were, a reminder, 185 miles per hour or 295 kilometer per hour winds. It was also the most intense Atlantic hurricane on record until Hurricane Gilbert in 1988. In its time, it was known as Hurricane 3. It was the fourth tropical cyclone, third tropical storm, second hurricane, and second major hurricane of the 1935 Atlantic hurricane season. The Labor Day storm was one of four Category 5 hurricanes on record to strike the continental United States, along with Andrew in 92, Camille in 69, and Hurricane Michael in 2018. And in another eye-opening metric, it was the third deepest Atlantic hurricane on record in terms of barometric pressure, behind only 1988's Gilbert and 2005's Hurricane Wilma, which we've also already covered on this podcast. Remember, this is the year 1935. The Great Depression hit the world hard with the stock market collapse in 1929 and went on to be the worst economic downturn in the history of the industrialized world, lasting until the year 1939. The hurricane experienced a rapid intensification, passing near Long Key on the evening of Monday, September 2nd. This day in weather history. The region was hammered by a massive storm surge as the eye passed over the area. The surge was approximately 18 to 20 feet. That's five and a half to six meters when it swept over the low-lying islands. When the waters quickly receded, it revealed all new channels connecting the bay with the ocean. Powerful wind gusts and high sea levels continued into the next day, hampering all rescue efforts. The storm continued along the Florida west coast, weakening before its second landfall on September 4th. The storm devastated the region's already weakened infrastructure. Miles of buildings up and down the archipelago were totally leveled, including the entire town of Isla Morada. Of the more than 408 people who perished in the storm, there were brave World War I vets who had been hired to build bridges and roads in the effort to revive the area from its economic troubles. The fallout from the storm was considerable. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Famous author Ernest Hemingway, known for his classic The Old Man in the Sea, brought supplies to the disaster area on his boat Pilar and saw the devastation firsthand. 
He was furious and immediately railed against the federal government, blaming the loss of the veterans' lives on the Roosevelt administration. During its rampage, the Labor Day hurricane caused some $6 million in 1935 USD damage and killed an estimated 600 people in total. The links, rail, road, and sea that chained the islands together were broken. The storm caused wind and flood damage along the Florida panhandle that went all the way up into Georgia, including significant damage to the Tampa Bay area. Isla Morada was devastated. Although the hurricane's destructive path was narrower than most tropical cyclones, its eye was eight miles or 13 kilometers across, and the strongest winds extended out 15 miles or 24 kilometers from the eye. The United States Coast Guard and other federal and state agencies organized evacuation and relief efforts. Boats and airplanes carried injured survivors to Miami. The railroad that was wiped out was never rebuilt. Temporary bridges and ferry landings were built as soon as materials could arrive. And that last gap that severed the overseas highway linking Key West to the mainland was finally completed three years later on March 29th, 1938. Things mercifully returned to a new normal after being devastated by the Labor Day hurricane of September 2nd, 1935, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is September 3rd, and for this, we're talking about fog. Ah, but this fog event rocked the busiest major highway in the country of Canada, Highway 401. The September 3rd fog disaster with me, your host, Chris May.